Hey you Ventini, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel. Of course, where it's All Juve all the time and we're coming off uh 1-1 draw against the uh, Fiorentina. Um none of us uh, predicting draw there yesterday. I don't think anybody would have predicted the style and manner that that draw went down in. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a frustrating one. We're going to tackle it all. There's a ton of uh, mixed feelings and whatnot going around right now with you, Ventini. We look at this live chat. I mean, man, <laughs> come into the green room and you guys have already been at it for, you know, 40 minutes in this chat uh, venting and airing out all the frustrations. And we're going to get into it all today in the show. You guys are awesome. Like, I mean, I was uh, shocked to see it. I think even Lucci was when we get in here. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of frustration out there. I think one of the comments is uh, Allegri is worse than Calciopoli. <laughs> and I mean, that's it. That's saying a hell of a lot. Uh I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but we're going to get into all these uh, feelings. You guys have every right to feel however you want. Um, you know, it's uh, I'll never tell uh, fans how they should and shouldn't uh, feel and whatnot. Uh, so it is what it is. This is uh, Jeremiah coming in here, guys. Absolutely disgusting football by Allegri. Vast majority of Juve fans were asking for him to be sacked. The tiny balance who are still defending him probably accept mediocrity. The thing that I'm noticing, and we're going to get into this more on the show, is that a lot of Allegri defenders are actually turning as well because mm -hmm. it's getting very, very hard to defend them. Are you starting to see that too, Luch? Seems that way, but there's some that are that'll never change. But it looks like we've turned some heads. Yeah, and I mean, here's a prime example. Vito, I'm a fan of him myself but it's hard to defend him after these performances. And we're mm -hmm. not talking about just yesterday. I mean, the signs are there last season. Um, this season, you have Sampdoria, you have Spezia, and now you have Fiorentina, which was probably the worst out of the lot. So it's getting very, very hard uh, to defend. And I mean, sure, players, their part and the part they're going to be responsible and accountable for, we are going to get into on this show as well but ultimately whose job is it to make these corrections to get these guys going so it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging we're gonna tackle it all jeremiah sorry for venting frustration guys <laughs> if anything this is the perfect platform to do it because the ajc podcast rocks there you go jeremiah you're absolutely right this is the place to come invent okay and uh, we're going to get going here. For everybody that's tuning in to this podcast on your audio outlets, get over to the YouTube channel, okay? Subscribe to it and uh, check out all the daily update videos. We got some other cool content coming out as well. We've got Joe's trip to Turin and him taking in the around Turin experience with Maurizio. And I'm finally, finally wrapping up uh, editing on uh, the LA stuff and the LA trip. So we'll have some of that fun as well. Without further ado, we're going to get to the news first, okay? So we're going to get to the news and tackle some of these tidbits floating around today. Then we'll get into the match recap, okay? So real quick, there's not a lot of news, mm -hmm. but there's some. Di Maria, taken out yesterday, precautionary, okay? But there is pain in his calf today. 
and he's being monitored. He's going to be assessed after training session and whatnot. So again, we got to keep tabs on Di Maria. Frustrating there. Rabio, Rabio is back. So Rabio is going to be back in the mix. Sandro has a flexor problem. Will be assessed today as well. Juventus have open talks to extend Danilo's contract until 2025. So, um, injuries frustrating, mm-hmm. frustrating thing. We've always had to deal with it for the past uh, four years now, like an abundance of them. It's not really a surprise when you have some of the older guys yeah. getting them and creeping them up. So, Di Maria, we just got to take care of them. We got to take care of him. It's going to be us. Like, I mean, he's almost going to be treated as a luxury type player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to really keep tabs on him. It's going to be the same as when Pogba comes back. That's why I said after that Roma match, that blueprint was late. If we can stick with that, we have something that can be really good because then it makes it easier. Like if guys like Miretti can contribute and we yep. can get them firing. And then when Chiesa comes back, he'll be a main. And at his age, he should be a main. But then that allows you to kind of protect Di Maria. Yeah. You know, and then Pogba, the same thing. If you could sort out the midfield while utilizing Miretti, Locatelli, now we have Paredes, whatnot. It just makes it easier, right? Right now, not so much. Not so much because Di Maria, if he was good to go, I would have played him yesterday as well. So it's a difficult one. Danilo's contract one, this one's got fans fired up. Yeah. So this has got them fired up. He's 31 years old. And it's just, it's being reported that like, some of the headlines are congrats or big club, you know, in parentheses, like as a joke or mm-hmm. sarcastically um, or how can you take yourself seriously way to accept mediocrity. I mean, 31 years old, I would like to think at my age, I'm not very old, uh, but um, in terms of the players, he's still got a couple of years. You extend them at that. My biggest thing is when you extend the old guys, is get that wage down. Mm-hmm. So when you're extending the older players, as long as they're contributing, which Danilo, hell, he's in discussion for man of the match yesterday. Absolutely. If, if we're being honest. And he always gives all his constant professional. He's not a problem. I have no problem with signing a 31-year-old for two more years to take him to 33. Yeah. Again, just not at the same wage. When you start getting to those older guys, I like to see the wage come down. If he's cool with that, I'm fine with it, okay? To be honest, like taking him to 33, not the end of the world. If the wage comes down, perfect. Because having Danilo as a rotational guy, a guy that covers multiple uh, roles, no problem. Because you got to think, Cuadrado's gone next year too, and he's one of those utility guys. Danilo becomes that utility guy. So I don't actually see an issue with it. Luch, how do you feel about this? I think if you can bring the wage down, for sure. I do like Dell's. Yeah, I do like that comment about one plus one. I think that would be a good idea. Um, but again, he's been every game he's played this year. He's been one of our most noticeable players. Uh, I have no, I have no issues with. I'm a big fan. I, I know you guys know that. But yeah, as long as the drop off's not too big, we've seen it with Quadrado. We've seen it with Sandro, but they have also played a lot more than Danilo has over the years. So I think that's contributed to why they've fallen so hard. Um, but Danilo, great leader, great player. You know, it's, I have no issues with it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dels think 2025 is a little too long. He would like one with an option of one. Sure. Yeah. That'd be fine too. Mm-hmm. For me, again, the biggest thing, just bring wage down. 
try and bring wage down that little bit. We got a good question in here from uh, Lester there. Question, are we sure that Max is still uh, annoyed that uh, we sacked him years ago? And is this his master plan to get revenge on club? I only ask because his team hates to push forward. So this question I'm going to twist. I'm going to twist into something else when we get further on. Okay, so this is a good question because it just sparks me in an avenue I want to go down. And we're going to get to it after the match recap. Okay, so again... Not a whole lot in the news sector. So I'm going to just flag this one because it's going to spark the conversation a little bit later. Let's get to the match itself, okay? This highlight, this recap is not going to take long, okay, Juventini? So um, we're going to go with the lineup. It was Pitting, Cuadrado, Bremer, Danilo, Sandro, McKinney, Paredes, Locatelli in the middle with Di Maria, Milik, and Kostic up top. Mm-hmm. I talk, We talked about it in the match day live, Luch, before we went on there. The big question mark was the midfield. How was yeah. that midfield going to play out? Obviously, Paredes literally joined a couple days ago. He's already uh, thrown into the mix, and I'm fine with it, to be honest, that he was thrown into the mix. But with McKinney and Locatelli on either side of him, I really had the question of, like, are we still going to go into a 4-2-3-1? Does that put McKinney as the attacking mid? Are yeah. we going to attack with both these guys? Like, how is it going to play out? It was a mess. It was a disaster. The midfield was abysmal. Paredes, I'm not going to go too hard on him, obviously, because of him just getting there first Mm -hmm. game with the team and the rest of the team. Like We talked about losing our legs against Spezia. We had nothing in this one outside of 15, 20 minutes to start the game, and the rest was back foot, and it was rough to watch. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go easy on Paredes. You can see the skill that's there. Like mm-hmm. you can see what's there. I'm not throwing in the towel on Paredes. There was a lot of people, you know, already going off about this move and this transfer relax, but McKenny and Locatelli were bad, like absolutely abysmal. McKenny was awful in decision-making and uh, Locatelli couldn't hit a six foot pass to save his life. And just flat, no energy, no Mm -hmm. sign of life. Like even at early on in the 15 to 20 minutes at the start, when we were in it and going back and forth with Fiorentina, it was Paredes that was putting the press on and pressuring and winning the ball back and getting it for us. So there's, there's some issues there. And if Locatelli's tired, if he's tired, Max, make a change or don't start. Like if there's fatigue there, I mean, I don't know. It's just that midfield was by far the worst phase of our game. Yep. Milik was left high and dry, um, completely high and dry. So it's it's a tough one. We'll get just quickly go through these, uh, Luch. So Juve obviously striking first through Milik. Um, Cross coming in from Cuadrado, uh, volleyed by um, Kostic. Kostic. And then uh, Milik just chests it, directs it into goal. Great, great start. Mm-hmm. It ends there, and we go on the back foot <laughs> for the rest of the game. Like, and we're not even kidding. This is not even a joke. Like, I wish I was joking. So there for was... about eighty-one minutes, it was just downhill. Just so worse. We we had another opportunity. Okay, so Fiorentina comes back immediately. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, Bremer with a huge block on a back post uh, attempt. Cuadrado was selling out for it too. Big, big block there. Then we come up the other side of the pitch, McKinney. Mm -hmm. 
This is the one, obviously, everybody's seen the freeze frames and all this. McKenney has to, uh, and this, and if we think back to a couple of games prior, Quadrado, Quadrado found himself mm-hmm. in the same situation and he was shooting directly at the keeper and everybody's like, oh, pass across. The pass wasn't there on the Quadrado one uh, to Vlaovic. Everybody wanted, but if you followed that play, it was gone. The shot's got to be just the basics. Play the high percentages, low, far post, maybe get a rebound to your guys running on. McKinney, my God, just he's got, he can take a step. He could take a step in and then try to go short side, try to go far side. Like that's a great scoring angle. Like we're treating it as a, and I get it. Sure, it could hit the post, it could be stopped. But to come out of that with absolutely nothing is unacceptable. Absolutely. Okay? Sure, the ball goes out. Um, we bounce around a bit and come back, end up getting a corner kick, okay? And then the corner kick was brutal. Like, we actually conceded on this corner kick. Comes out, tries to get cleared, and Di Maria, it bounces over him. He tried to stop it while facing his back to ball. Didn't work out. And then Locatelli does not press the man who's getting to that. And that guy's able to turn and spot out uh, Kwame, who got behind. At that point, it was Paredes and Cuadrado. So they don't even have the defensive awareness to, like, pick these out. But Locatelli, at that point, even if you have to take a foul, take a foul, shut the thing down, and let your defenders get back. Mm -hmm. It was a mess. That was a mess. And from that point on, okay, all Fiorentina. All Fiorentina. They get a PK, okay? Paredes handball there. I'll give and him he, some credit on that. It wasn't... He didn't do it on purpose. It was just unlucky. So oh let's yeah. not hate on him too hard for that one. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, these things are going to happen when you're allowing wave after wave after yep. wave and just not fighting back. So Paredes gets a handball. Perin. Perin gets enough to put this thing off the post. It goes across goal. And there you have it. We're out there. Now, is that a wake-up call? I was yelling for it on the watch-along. Like, wake up. If that doesn't do it, nothing will. And it turns out that that didn't do it. 65 minutes we proceeded to play without an attempt. Without an attempt. That's That's wild. The second half had zero total attempts from you. Not even that we didn't have attempts. Our players didn't get in a position to even think about having an attempt. And that's not even an exaggeration. Incredible. So the match, like we carry on, Perin ends up making a good stop on an Amrabat shot in the second half as well. Um, Credit to Perin. Stop in a PK. And then the rest was just absolutely abysmal. This match ends 1-1. And... We pretty much stole that one um, because we didn't deserve a single thing out of the one. Nope. It is completely unacceptable, a performance like that, to literally – I don't care what team you play. I don't care who it is. To have no attempt, and not only that, but no fight, no drive to, hey, guys, like we got to snap into this. We got to do it. My biggest thing in this one, also, okay, besides the players and their effort and their work rate, because I always say this, and everybody that tunes in hears me say this all the time. 
What makes this unacceptable to me is the fact that the players had no fight and no desire in there and no legs about them. That is the bare minimum, the absolute bare minimum. Mm -hmm. If you're out there and we're going through the motions and it's lazy like that, I expect something, a fire lit under these guys' asses, some changes to be made. But the midfield, in my opinion, was the worst phase and it was the last thing to be changed. 83rd minute substitute. It was the last position we made a change in and it was the worst phase in our game. Uh Milik was left as high and dry as Vlaovic is and he was getting the ball and he was containing it well, but he had nobody to play to, nobody to go to. This was awful, awful performance. And uh, I hope it changes drastically and it better change drastically because if not, I'm going to have to start explaining to my wife why I'm drinking at 6 (laughs) a.m. Because that is absolutely awful. Lucci, that's basically all I have to say about this one. Let's get your overview, your thoughts as you were watching this and uh, like things that you wanted to see change and whatnot and attempted at least. Yeah. Where do you even begin? Uh, I, I understand Anthony mentioned before, you know, the players not be able, not being able to complete a few passes in a row and players this, players that. But then again, is the coach not seeing this? If we're seeing it, he's seeing it. Why is nothing getting changed? Why are you not making changes earlier? Why are you leaving, you know, Locatelli who looks dead, Perez who looks dead? You've got to make these changes earlier because you're just inviting them to continue to pressure us. And then we saw, you know, they've had their chances. They could have easily scored two to three goals yesterday. No question. There's like, we didn't have a single attempt. I think we had one shot on target the whole match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one yeah. shot on target. Yeah, one on target. One on target. Forty, roughly forty percent possession throughout the whole match. We we stole a point. We did not deserve a point at all. And you know, not you started well for the first nine ten minutes. McKenny, whatever we can say, whatever we want about him, I'm 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 finished with him. But after after his miss, it was just continuously downhill. Just everything got worse. Couldn't make a pass. Couldn't you know clear the ball. Couldn't do. We, we couldn't get out of our own half. How do you allow that to happen? As, as the coach of Juventus, how do you let that happen? How do you let that continue for 60-plus minutes, whatever it may be? It's, it's unacceptable. Regardless of the players being good enough or being motivated enough, that's what the coach is paid to do. He's paid, he's paid to make changes. He's paid to motivate his players. If he does, does none of that, I, ha- I have no sympathy for you. I can't. I yeah. give him enough time. He, we've brought in players for for him, the players that he's requested, so on and so forth. It's still not working. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about him. Yeah, it's and there's not much you could say other than that in this one. I mean, it's it's again we talked about it early on. Even the Allegri camp and as uh, amongst Juve supporters cannot defend this football. It's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. It's unwatchable football. It's so negative, and I fail, I fail to believe that it's a matchup thing. Like some are saying, well, they pressed us hard. Whatever. Figure out how to beat that press, and if what you're doing is not working whatsoever, you have to make some changes. You have to make some tweaks. Again, yeah. you suffered the most in the midfield, yeah. and you didn't change anything there until 83 minutes. Mm-hmm. Miretti's on the bench Fagioli's on the bench um, McKinney and Locatelli were abysmal like 
change some, change the setup, make it two pivots, have two guys dropping back yeah. and try to bring in more of Fiorentina in order to bypass that line. Maybe try two forwards so that you have more link up for Milik because he was holding up the ball well. He just had no support. Try anything, anything, even if it's the wrong attempt, try something. Yeah. To continue that game was essentially like us not even trying is essentially yes. how it felt. And we're going to get into even more. It's it's just it's incredibly frustrating. Um, I'm going to remind everybody, please like the video while you're here tuning in. Okay, it goes a long, long way. Um, we're going to touch on a few things here. We're going to obviously we do the AJC tweet of the match. We're going to do our man of the match also sponsored by our shop, which is Striped Hearts Apparel. If you guys are looking for ways to support the channel, um, Super Chats enabled. Um, also, check out the store. Get some cool gear uh, and uh, help support the channel. All right. Man of the match, if you had to, Lucci, who are you picking for man of the match? Perrine, without a question. Perrine? Yeah. Good save on Amrabat. PK save. Made some, yeah. you know. Perrine, I had shouts for um, Danilo as well. Um, yep. So Perrine, Danilo, I think you can even slot uh, Bremer in there, but Danilo had more work uh, from his flank and his side there. And so, considering... Uh, Sorry, considering how starved Malik was, I, I think he deserves a shout as well. Poor guy was feeding on scraps. And yeah. I like that he's so aggressive and wants to get involved and do something. Like, Milik I, I need more players like that. to look good. Yeah. He looks good. And to be fair, um, Max screwed my prediction up because uh, Milik was on pace for more than a brace potentially. And I called a brace. Joe Cappuccino said, no, you got a goal early. And we decided that, uh, yeah, that was good enough. All right. Mm-hmm. AJC tweet of the match. Hey, this one last week we had two in contention. This was no contest right here. There you go. That's it. She forced me to watch Allegri's Juventus. This took the cake. This was the uh, AJC tweet of the match. Fantastic. Uh, congratulations to uh, Keith Sarah 1897. I thought that was pretty damn funny. There was some other good ones. Okay. Um, one was obviously uh, the... Uh, McKenny direct message to him just saying Dira Cazzo. That was pretty funny too. But this one took the cake, uh, thrown in the Johnny Depp there. So gold. <laughs> good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Hey, if we can't have fun with it and at least be able to laugh, we're gonna be miserable uh, after mm -hmm. games like that. So we gotta have some kind of humor about it, okay? But back to the business. Max Allegri. Max Allegri. Ooh. So, it's bad enough we have to watch that mess yesterday. The words of Max continue to just be fuel on fire when he does this. And he did it again yesterday. But obviously with the PSG comment, hey, he just put PSG, realistically, the important match is winning at home to Benfica. Listen. He's, whether it's realistic or not, because it is realistic, like realistically, and we all said it. We all said and felt the exact same thing as what Max was saying, okay? We knew going into that group it was going to be a tricky group, and we can't falter against Benfica because PSG is going to be extremely tough to beat. We're a transitioning team. We all knew that. We all talked about that. He said it, okay? It's realistic. 
The problem is I don't want to hear it after that match. Max never reads the room. He's never been like that. So my whole thing was people should not be surprised. He always does that. He never reads the room. He says whatever he says. And we just go on about our business. And all I needed to hear, because somebody asked me perfectly, well, what would you want to hear? I'll tell you what I would have said if I was the manager. Because I can understand why Juventini gets so frustrated and why they would be insulted by mm -hmm. our coach saying something like that after a match like that. Because all I need is plain and simple. We'll approach PSG on Tuesday with whatever we like we're going to give it our best yeah we'll give our best against psg it has to be better than it was today i hope we never see a game like what happened today we should apologize to our fans for that performance because it's unacceptable and we're going to go to work and try and do the best we can to make sure that never happens again because that damn brand of football is unacceptable it's unacceptable to have that many guys in your lineup go through the motions that's all he's got to do Take accountability, take responsibility, and say you're going to work on it. But don't try and feed it. Like, stop pissing in our cup and tell us it's apple juice. Like, we're supposed to think, oh, this is cool. This is fine. Everything's fine. No. That's all I need. I need you to take accountability and tell me that what we're seeing is not the plan. Because otherwise, this is why Juventini think this is the plan. That better not be the plan. Luch, you know. If it's go, the plan, go on here on uh, these thoughts here, man. If it's these, the plan, we are in, we're we're already in trouble. We're in even deeper trouble if that's the plan. Uh, see, I think if we played much better yesterday, his comments would have been would have like no one would have cared. No one would have been like, okay, we won. Continue on. We'll we'll figure out PSG. We'll worry about it when it comes on Tuesday. But the fact that you just played like that for eighty minutes and did absolutely nothing against Fiorentina, who's about four tiers below PSG is is not acceptable. He did not say, you know, we didn't play well. He said he didn't take any, like you said, didn't take any accountability, nothing. He just went about about his business, said whatever. And he's like, okay, well, that's it. We'll worry about Benfica. Well, you got PSG. Worry about that too. Worry about what you just fucking played today. Sorry. Sorry. I just swore. That's my bad. He did. Yeah. And that's the big thing is I can understand why, Juventini would be upset and almost feel insulted. Okay. You have Juventini that bring up the classic, you know, Vince no è importante, l'unica cosa che conta, right? Like winning's all that matters, yeah. essentially. You know, but even, even in that, it's like, it's just a motto. It's a saying. It's something that we're built, you know, like we loved it because it was Bonaparte, a huge, massive figure uh, in the Juventus world and whatnot. Max has never, ever cared about that. So I'm not surprised by his words. But the biggest thing is he's got to, he's got to start. Like, if I'm a coach, do you not want to show some type of respect to the fans, mm -hmm. to the supporters? Like, I think he get, and we know he gets a kick out of these interviews. And he's always brutally dishonest in them. You know, like, it's hilarious to him and stuff. But you've got to start reading the room, Max. You're on a short leash as it is. I mean, that's not the way to go about it. And what does it do for the players? So here's the big question. Talked about this earlier. We talked about this earlier, and uh, I flagged that uh, question because I said it's going to spark more. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that 
I think Allegri, uh, oh, sorry, this was not the one. That's a good one, too, that we're going to get to. It was a little bit ahead here. Um, I said, it's not that he's coming back for some revenge, okay? It's not that, but the question has to be asked, you know, with us not pushing forward all this, are the players, is Max going to lose the room at some point? That fear's got to be there, is it not, uh, Luch? It has to be uh, like uh, after he's saying these things, like as a player who wants to win or who has won, like Di Maria or Pogba. Well, I don't. Him and Pogba have a different relationship, so whatever. But like Vlaovic and Chiesa, they're they're seeing these comments and they're like, like what? Like we want to like they they want to go out there and win. They want to attack. They want to score. They're not just there to sit back. Like I don't know how many times yesterday I saw Kostic and Di Maria behind you know in our own you know, our own half and our own 18. Like, why are they so deep? Why are we, why are, like, why do we have 11 guys that in our own half? How are we going to score that? Like, how are we going to do anything like that? I don't know. Like, have I, have you ever heard a coach, a a different coach say similar words like that? Like, I don't think I've ever heard Conte or uh, Mancini or Pep Guardiola. Like, I've never heard them say things like that. And it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. So, the the catch to it as anthony's kind of bringing in here is that it sounds like the players like max and you never hear former players talk bad about max but i don't know like i'm just questioning different time though different like that was years ago with the different players now different team like younger players now they their motivation might be different compared to what you're saying three years ago like i'd like to ask anthony a question um you know and everybody in live chat you as well luch can we honestly think that players will stay and want to remain playing this brand of football i don't think i think some would Mm -hmm. probably still out of love for the club but i don't expect a guy like vlaovic to stick around on a defense first team this guy should be competing for capo canyonete like annually I don't expect him to stick around if it continues. Mm-hmm. Does everybody here? Do you guys? Do you guys think that? I, 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 I don't believe it. I don't believe that he will. Um, I agree. It's just uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I mean, he's got to figure out a way to put it together. For me, the biggest thing with Max yesterday. Because obviously these games are played and there's another team involved. Fiorentina, I said this going into it. They will not change for anybody. Mm -hmm. They don't care who the opponent is. Sure, they don't always get the results. But I respect the fact about Italiano that he believes in what he's trying to achieve. And that he goes about his game regardless of who the opponent is. He did the same against Napoli earning a nil-nil draw. He did the same thing against us. They press. They press, they go in a 4-3-3, they press, and they want to take the games to their opponents. Um, They did that, and we had no answer for the press. So we've talked about Max. Now it's time to get to the players because they're not free and clear in all of this, okay? Mm -hmm. But one of the things is we all agreed to it, and we have been agreeing with it, and everybody in the live, the majority was all on the same page. This team has much more quality than the sides previous. Okay. Last year's 100%. Like it is an improved team. So to say that we're not capable of playing better football is mind blowing to me because we can't continue to just 
what are we going to do? Change the entire team year in, year out? Eventually, it's going to come down to Max, whether people believe he's the problem or not. Unfortunately, it comes with the territory of being the manager. It's up to you to get the best out of this team. Now, in a results-driven world, how much do we think that the brass of Juve is looking at the actual style and the actual performances. Because if you look at it on paper, we're five games in, have only allowed two goals. And, you know, we're sitting at eight points, we're undefeated. So, like, are they going to be fine with that? Is there more at the end of the line? For me, the results, it's fine. But it's not fine because we're capable of much, much more. Like, those draws, I'm sorry. They they should be games. We should be yeah. at least competing for the win. And against uh, Sampdoria, we were dreadful. And against Fiorentina, we were even worse. Mm-hmm. Even worse. I get that Fiorentina is a tricky game, especially at the Artemio Franchi. But my God, you have to at least try for the victory. And what we said yesterday morning about their defense. How many times did we actually test that? Yeah. Not great defense. Once. Yeah. We, we tested them once and we scored. And then after that, it was sit back and defend. Of course, you're only going to have two goals conceded when you're defending for 75 plus minutes. And this is another thing, too, is we want to talk about this team. Like, I, I cannot get behind the defense that this team, Juve, is not ready enough and we're still lacking a bunch of quality. And the reason I can't is because... What you just mentioned about testing the defense, stretching them out, finding areas in behind them because of how Fiorentina presses. Udinese was able to do that. Are you telling me Udinese carries more quality than we did on the pitch yesterday? Absolutely not. There's no way. So I don't want to hear about us not having the quality. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the quality to at least fight and do better than what we saw on the pitch yesterday. If your midfield is getting absolutely owned, make changes. You have to make change. It was the last change Max made in the 83rd yeah. minute. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And how did McKenney play a full 90? How yesterday? did McKenney get a 90 minute? match out of that showing yesterday i would have subbed him off right after that pass honestly i would have take it take a seat on the bench bud you don't want to you don't want to hit that from there moretti will hit one and he'll score it's it's wild so when we get to the when we get to the players and the players part mckinney's in there mckinney's one that was on a shocker and when i said that on the watch along a lot of the responses were he's not on a shocker that's him so it's it's how many Juventini feel about uh, McKinney went up, but he should have been doing better because it was finally him in an actual midfield position and yeah. not out wide, yeah. right? So I expected way more, and all of us should have expected much more. Regardless of who the player is, when you're in front of goal like that, you have got to, got to hit the target. Claudio Marchisio had a tweet. Mm -hmm. about it and he said if you're gonna be like that in front of goal you deserve what you get like you get what you deserve if you're gonna be basically 
like a coward in yep. front of him. Not that he yep. was targeting McKinney. He was speaking to the team. It was more a thing about the team. But you cannot be weak like that in front of target. We have to all be killers. And it's just it's crazy to watch a professional football in a position like that and us come away with absolutely nothing. Well, we didn't come away with nothing. We ended up it with a corner like that went right back down our throat. So thank you very much. 2-0, we would have clamped down 100% and played the exact same way we did. Like but at we least did you'd be up 2 Whatever. And we would have got the result. Might have been talking a little bit differently. But I bet you we still would have been frustrated that we would have played that way because it would have been exactly how it played out yesterday. 65 minutes we're talking about without an attempt everybody this is inexcusable absolutely inexcusable unacceptable i hope to never see it again like i said because if this becomes a norm i don't want to start drinking at 6 a.m luch come on yes you do no no so we're gonna open things up to storm the barn earlier because this is just you know, we, we're getting thoughts and feelings as far as the locker room, as far as the players, the players, we want to get a little more into that. If they're, if Fiorentina's pressing, we talked about this a lot. Anthony and myself actually have talked about this a lot. As a player, when you play the game, okay, and you're trying to get, they're trying to rule you out of a game or whatnot, it's up to you to find ways to get involved yeah. and help your team overall. So, as much as Max, his adjustments and his tweaks, whatnot, which he was well known for in his time at Juventus previously, he was the king of that, making that switch, making that adjustment that all of a sudden turned the tide. It hasn't been pre- uh, it hasn't been present since not last year, and so far this year it hasn't been happening as well. So for me, it's it, it, the players have to start fighting. They have to start fighting and finding ways to contribute. You can't have McKinney play a 90-minute game like that. You can't have Locatelli go through a game like that where he's basically invisible, can't mm-hmm. make a five-foot pass, a six-foot pass. Like it, It's crazy. And the frustrating part about yesterday, which, again, anybody that might not want to put as much onus on Max needs to realize that you're frustrated that it's moments of individual brilliance, but yesterday the only way we were going to get through was because of individual brilliance. So it's up to Max. When you have that many guys in your lineup struggling, not contributing, it's a bit more than just the players too. So Absolutely. I'm going all in and studs up on the team and Max, but it's got to be a hell of a lot better. While the Storm the Barn questions come in, this is the time, everybody, get your questions in. I'm going to ask you something, Luch, because this has been going on a lot and you're starting to hear fans say, I'm done. I can't support this team anymore. Like it's unwatchable and whatnot. What comes to mind for you when you start to hear things like that and comments like that? It's frustrating because, you know, people tell you they, you know, they've been watching this team for how many years and they, you know, they enjoy the players. They enjoy the club atmosphere, like all those things. If you're, going to stop being a fan because of you know a couple ugly seasons because of the coach some of the players whatever it may be then you're just you're not a true fan you kind of hopped on the bandwagon when things were hot now then while when things are trying to ramp back up 
you're you're jumping off. So I don't agree with that. Um, again, I'm not going to tell people how to be fans and who to cheer for, whatever. It's none of us like it. Let's not get that mistaken. You know, none of us are enjoying this time right now. We're enjoying what we're watching, but you still got to support. It's your team. It's you know, you you like some of those players. You like you like the team. You've always been a fan of the team. You got to continue to support even during the rough times. It's same with Italy. You know, you support when they don't make the World Cup, but you support them in the Euros. It's a it's a vicious circle. Yeah, and it and it is. And for me, it's like it's not even a question. Yeah. of not supporting anymore or going through that. I I don't know if uh, some haven't been through, like I've been through worse. And I mean, this mm. is frustrating, but it's by no means, in my opinion, the same as 2006 and gotcha boy like that. That was the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. But even the years when we fought back and then we started to move forward, okay, you started, like the fight was there. You know, and we we still went into every match fighting, even yeah. with those rosters. Yeah. Very, very weak. And the biggest thing for me is Max figuring this out because and one of the problems is, is that you're, tr- you're trying to find a new identity. You're trying to kind of redefine yourself. I've, I'm left asking, are we actually trying to build a new identity based with the new faces and everything or are we trying to force them into a past identity yeah possibly yeah because i can't help but feel that luch like we are i can't help but watch this uv and feel like we are trying to pigeonhole these guys into the days of the bbc and this lockdown uh with some great offensive firepower that we could find goals and whatnot and we had the individual brilliance and i can't help but feel like we are trying to recreate that rather than establish something new with these guys and i thought that was going to be the blueprint after roma okay this could be the way this could be the way this new era moves forward but since it's been right back to square one yeah yeah and i i saw some tweets yesterday that were kind of concerning saying you know um Max is doing the best he can with the players he has. This team's not, you know, doesn't have much quality. First of all, I'll, I'll tackle that after I finish this, but saying another coach would not do as well as, you know, would do even worse than what Max is doing. First of all, you can't say that because you don't know that for sure. This team on paper has probably one of the, the best attacks in the league. And the fact that we can barely score a goal a game, that comes down to Max, not the players. Whatever he's teaching them in training is not working, or if he's teaching them at all, we don't know. And Max has to figure it out. If he's going to stay and be the coach, he's got to find a balance some way. Cause right now it's just, it's score goal within the first 10 minutes and defend for the rest. And that's not a successful way to win. Like you're not going to be able to win anything that way. And it's, yeah. you're playing Fiorentina. It's not PSG. It's not Real Madrid on paper. They're not, you're, you have the better team in every position. You have the better team. There's no excuse. It's, it's not, it's not acceptable. Yeah. It's, it's not things like yesterday that that is not acceptable and shouldn't become the norm. And that's the fear. That's the fear is that it's like, I have this discussion with many Juventini. Is this planned? Like, is that the plan? I can't help but think. And everybody on the live here can talk to us about it too. But do we honestly believe the players 
just are not executing what Max wants. I fail to believe that this group of players, these professionals are just simply unable to achieve what any coach is trying to get them to do. I fail to believe that. And I'll tell you, like when I watched the training session in Los Angeles, one training session, okay, is all it took. It was a couple hours, but the rotations that they made, okay, and all they worked on that I saw in the majority of that session was playing out of the back. But when they made their changes, when Rugani came in, when Gatti came in, when they started switching up between Benucci and Bremer and all that, and then when they were changing Luca Pellegrini and Alexandro, each guy, each guy fulfilled their part in playing out of the back perfectly and as planned by Max. And when he stopped and blew it dead and then started making directions, they all followed it to a T. So I fail to believe that we're just not listening to Max and that the players just aren't doing what they're told. Mm-hmm. I can't buy that. I can't buy that. When DeShilio, Rugani, Pellegrini, uh, Sandro, Gatti, all these guys are coming into training sessions and executing the plans and the scenarios to a T, how yeah. it's designed. Yeah, don't even tell in me the these, midfield. Don't tell me these players aren't competent players. They're all professionals. They know how to play. They're all relatively talented, some more than others, of course, but don't tell me they can't understand what Max is trying to teach them in training I, I when it comes. I can't buy that. No, there's there's no way. And again, like we said, that. this team is much better than it was last year, probably even better than the year before. Yeah. That that excuse is not flying with me anymore. Well, uh, later, 10, uh, grazie for the uh, donation. Well, now, will we change our coach if we don't reach Champions League round 16? The question mark is, how committed are they going to be? What's the boiling point? Nobody knows. That's the thing. We don't know what Juve's boiling point is. Mm-hmm. on the whole max thing like what is the breaking point probably i would say that the champions league if i had to guess champions league results are not going to be part of it to be honest um if we don't get out of the group though i don't know, I don't know. it's don't an know. interesting one isn't it it's an interesting one i don't know it's a tough one let me ask you something, Al. So let's say when Chiesa comes back and we see him defending as much as we saw Kostic and Di Maria do yesterday, how do you think he's going to feel? How, like coming off the season he had with Pirlo compared to the downfall he had last year before he got injured and now seeing him you know, in our own half for most of the game? Yeah. That we're yeah. wasting one of the best Italian talents in you know right now. Wasting yeah. him to, to play defense. Not so- acceptable. Anthony saying Max needs to get out of the group. It's a tricky group. It is a tricky, tricky group. Benfica is no slouch, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So going back to Max's words and everything, again, he's always been that planner. Everybody knows he's he's not a motivator. He's a plan. That's why his words about PSG didn't surprise me because he's already thinking about this. And okay, regards to these results, the Benfica one is the most important because he's, it's almost like he's already conceding to getting second in the group. Yeah. You know, and that's the part that really bothers the Juventini. It's, you know, like our coach is already looking at this in this manner. What does it do for the players? Well, Arriva Bene's words were completely different. Ariva Bene said, we fear nobody. We shouldn't fear anyone. Well, 
you need to talk to your manager and you guys need to get in line because this is what I talk about from the top down. It needs to all be on the one wavelength, right? And mm -hmm. these are just interviews and I get it. Don't look too much in interviews and whatnot, but it'd be nice if they all were united in one thought process and one like drive in order to have that goal and that game plan where you're trying to get an entire team to achieve something that mentality needs to be shared across like an Eva Bainey's mentality. Okay. This is where we're at. This is what I want. This is what I expect. We shouldn't go into any match fearing anybody. We need mm -hmm. to go in there and fight regardless of who it is. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but Max has never been that guy. Max is always the planner. So he's already planned out this champions league group stage and he's determined which games are the most important. Well, whether we like it or not, and I don't like it, to be honest, he's a planner. He's not a motivator. He's a planner. He's a, he's a, you know, meticulous organizer, basically. Like, that's what he does. He plans and he manages schedules and he chunks them out throughout a, an entire season. He's a calculator, for God's sakes. That's what he is. That's what he does. He's always been that guy. That's why when he said that about PSG, came to no surprise. For me, right? But after yesterday, it's the last thing we want to hear. Mm -hmm. Storm the barn. Do you agree that Max has got to be sacked after the PSG game if we play like yesterday and get trashed? I'm all in for that decision. Is that your breaking point, Luch? It's it's tough to say no, but like you know, it's not going to happen. Like if we play exactly like that on Tuesday, first of all, it's going to be a lot worse than one one. And second, it's it's hard to to back the coach on what his decisions are and his decision making and and whatever. Like that would you can't you can't play like that against top teams. Not that Fiorentina's a slouch or anything, but they're not PSG. And if you play exactly like that, there's how can you support your coach after after playing exactly like that two games back to back? Yeah. You can't. It's so that would be our sixth game this season. Yes. Mac uh, Anthony and I said Max, we give him like a third of the season, probably like around 12 to 15 games, somewhere in there, and see if there's progress being made. But if we're tight in the mix in Syria, say we're remaining around two, three points out, maybe we're undefeated, still a good defensive record. Is that enough to get rid of him? If we still just play in this manner, but the result, we're still in the mix for up top, in Syria, but have we have we played any top sides yet, other than Rome? Like, what happens no. when we play when we got to play Napoli or Lazio, who are playing pretty well, or Inter or, or Milan? You think you're going to get the same results playing like you did like that? And you're going to well, let's you're get to gonna... the next phase. Well, who comes in? Who comes in? Say they make a, a rash decision. We move Max um, after the PSG match because it's a thrashing or whatever, <clears throat> which I don't think is going to happen, and we'll get to that. Say that happens and they decide, okay, yeah, you're gone. Who do you bring in? And this is what I said before. Like, Are you don't... not almost conceding a lot of this season because of how many fresh faces are in to just all of a sudden bring in a manager that might have a completely different style and method of how he wants to go about? Is that not putting too much then on the players? Yes, it is but you're also maybe giving the the players a little more freedom in the final third to show some creativity 
attacking wise where Max doesn't seem to allow them to do that. He's just telling them, okay, guys, have fun. Go, go try to do something and then we're going to score a goal and then we'll defend. What, like, what would you lose realistically if you're trying to bring in someone who's trying to bring in something a little different? Yes, you might. Maybe you won't tie one, one, maybe, maybe you'll score two or three goals. Maybe you'll concede two, but you're still winning. Isn't that what's important? Yeah. I've seen a couple mentions in here. Uh, Zidane, uh, Dezerbi. I'd take either of them. I'd consider either of them, to be honest. Maybe just know. maybe the next manager, Juve needs to get away from the Italian thing. Maybe. Is maybe. it an Italian thing? But you can't even say that because there's good young Italian managers that are trying to play the game in a, with a modern approach, right? Mm-hmm. Um for Max, the always the big thing with Max has always been the results. Always been the results. And that's what a lot of Juventini always defended him on was the results. But it's interesting now because when you're not at the top and you're not winning trophies, all of a sudden they're starting to see what a lot of us saw way back when, which was when those results come unearned and unwarranted, you start to think how long before those results go away completely. Mm-hmm. Like needs to be a little bit more convincing, but the biggest thing for me, I need to see a team that fights. I need to see that effort. Um, and if something's not working in a game, we have every right as fans to basically expect more and want more out of a manager who's one of the highest paid in Syria. I think he's yeah. the highest paid in Syria. I think he is Syria. the highest, yeah. We're right to expect more and expect changes. So this is a part that a lot of Juventini were frustrated about, and it said Max rested Dushan for PSG, most likely. But then afterwards, with his words, essentially is implying that PSG game doesn't matter. Surely it would have made sense to play him and try and keep up the league pressure. This is why what I was alluding to earlier is those words didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into the PSG match and just fold. Like if you consider our playing style folding, well then sure. Cause it's probably going to be very defensive obviously, but we're not going to go in there and fold. Like that's not going to be the game plan going into that match and folding yeah. him saying those words is exactly what I'm trying to get has always been max. He is, um dishonest he is dishonest in his words he never reads the room it just that's max so what his words are they they show nothing and they tell nothing about what's actually going down and what's going to happen dushan was rested for sure for psg um no question and we're not going to just go in and fold and whatnot should he still have played yesterday is a completely different discussion you know and Maybe some would have still started him. Uh, some would have probably for sure brought him on when you've got that goal threat and you mm-hmm. need a goal and you know you want to win. But again, that's the part that's driving me nuts. We didn't push for a win yesterday uh-huh. after that game got leveled. We did nothing to push for three points. That's the part that is completely unacceptable and infuriating. You can't win if you don't try. Right. It's that simple. And, and just to add on to that, if we're playing the same way we did yesterday, Dusan's not going to get any service anyway. So what's the point of resting him? He's yeah. going to be stranded on an island against the four PSG defenders, and we're we'll have, we'll be lucky to have three attempts on target if we play like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, and there's still some more Storm the Barns I'm trying to uh, track here. So we got another one here. Kiesa's name has been included in the Champions League list. When is he coming back to action? October, latest updates on his recovery. So there hasn't been a whole mm -hmm. lot, to be honest. There's still question marks. So the fact that his name is included is a positive, yeah. a big, big positive. So it's promising. There were still reports that it was going to be 2023 before you see him and i mean that could still be the case but i would have to think not i would have actually expected him at the end towards the end of this month to start getting minutes in uh the end of september so maybe just maybe but there are still no reports there um we had a storm the barn here that i wanted to get into and it was Trying to just locate it here. The, the live chat's been absolute fire. You guys are amazing. Take the time to like the video while you're here. If you're new to the channel, obviously subscribe. I'm trying to track down. I didn't, but it was about Locatelli. Mm -hmm. And it was essentially, you know, is he overrated? What do we think about Locatelli as a Mitsala? You know, and man, we got into this yesterday as well. Yep. We got into this yesterday about uh, I have my doubts about him as a Mitsala. Um, yesterday was not a good showing, but it's hard when you have a new piece yeah. like Paredes in there. McKenny was McKenny gets lost positionally at the best of times, but with McKenny and Locatelli completely invisible, I was saying yesterday. I would have pulled McKenny. I would have mm -hmm. brought Moretti in, but let Moretti play as an attacking mid in the middle yep. and use Locatelli and Paredes as almost like you have two registers, a two-man base to kind of help. Um, widen us out so that's not just Paredes dropping deep all the time. Widen us out a bit and allow us to have two targets to hopefully try and break those lines. Um, but this is the thing. This team's idea of breaking the lines is sending those Metsalas early. The problem is, is that at the back they're all pushed under, and you can't find those guys. Yeah. Bring another back. Try and create a little more space. Try to make them tired. Make Fiorentina tired with more options at the back and passing it, passing it around, working it around, going one side to the other. Make them use all that energy. Right. We were just way too predictable and too easy. Yeah. But without going too far down that road because everything was awful yesterday. Locatelli as Metzala. Locatelli in general. Is he overhyped? No, I don't I don't think so. He's had a rough couple games, but then again, the whole team has. It's not like he's been our worst player by any means. And when like you said, new piece, new position. I again I like him more in a pivot and you know maybe with Paredes beside him and Pogba's a little more advanced. Like maybe we'll see that when Pogba comes back or when Moretti plays. But I don't understand why everyone's giving him so much hate. None of the team was good yesterday. No one was, hardly anyone was good. We had two, three, maybe average players. Everyone else was below average. So I don't understand why Lucas from probably our best, one of our best players last year, last year is getting the most hate this year when you have players like McKenney and, you know, who, Alexandro Quadrado will have all been worse. It, uh, give me a break. Yeah. Locatelli, I do not think he's overhyped. I think he's I think he's a solid, solid midfielder. I think he's got crazy potential. 
it's just a matter of unlocking it. And uh, I've been saying for the longest time, everybody that's been saying he's Metsala, he's Regista or not, he is a two-man pivot midfielder all day, all day, every day. Because in the two-man pivots, those guys can get forward, but he's not the guy that get needs to get right up in there and that we need to be looking for 10 plus goals out of like that's not Locatelli. Yeah. Locatelli is a two-man pivot midfielder. He will support get out to the top of the area and probably have some shots and some goals from there. He's not the guy getting into the box and being in the like that's not that's not him. He could fill the role in a pinch. That's not him. He's he's your controlling t- tempo guy and stabilizer. That's why yesterday from the get-go, I said, I don't know about the midfield and its balance. I just I don't know. And it played out that way. And it was it was it was bad. But Locatelli, I will not give up on him uh by any means. Um all I just, know is that McKenney cannot keep starting for this team. The talent's not there. The position talent like the recognition, the decision making, it's not there. I, I don't care what anyone says about you know his box-to-box abilities, blah, blah, blah. Time and time again, like Quadrado, we've seen him make the wrong decisions. I can't... No. He's finished. He's he's a bench player at best. So, I gotta say this. In terms of the midfield, if we're gonna pick somebody that's maybe at the bottom of the totem pole, who's at the bottom of the totem pole for you? See, I want to see more of Fajoli before I make this statement, but it's gotta be Fajoli or McKinney for me. Now yeah. that you've gotten rid of uh, Artur and Zach. Yeah. See, even for me, Zach would have not been the bottom of the totem pole, in my opinion. I think he's probably a little more defensive, defensively solid and, and I don't know, physical compared to McKenney and Fajoli even, but different, different types compared to Fajoli. I've always talked about midfields being a unit, balance, yeah. having to balance out yeah. and everything like that. Rabio's energy... And physicality was actually missed yesterday. Do you agree with that statement? Compared to what McKenney brought, absolutely. Rabio's yeah. Rabio is two steps ahead, and that's R- that's saying something. Yeah, Rabio's at least the energy, the level he does pressure opponents, and he wins ball backs. Right? You that's the problem with yesterday. You didn't have a ball winner either. Mm-hmm. You know, Paredes tried his best through the first twenty minutes, but outside of that. No, like you didn't have a ball winner there and we didn't pressure to get that ball back. That was the part I had a big, big problem with is us not trying to go and get that ball back immediately. So we could sit here all day for hours and hours and hours talking about what went wrong yesterday. It's frustrating. The positives. The positives are defensively, we are stout. We are stout defensively. I don't know if there's too many teams that absorb as much as Juve and through five games only two goals allowed Bremer's an absolute beast yep uh, Bremer's a beast Danilo is doing well regardless of how a lot of Juventini feel or not Danilo's doing well he's holding his own middle of the park which now we have a good mix and we can achieve that balance easier shouldn't we shouldn't be going into matches where that's our worst phase in mm-hmm. my opinion and yesterday it was. So the mix has to be right in the midfield. I talked about that. As soon as we lose that mix, it's going to fall apart. Um, 
but still we need to do much more as a team and as a unit but yeah. uh we can't yeah. keep leaving Vlaovic and then Milik alone on islands right we have to stop that that statistic that came out a few days ago that i shared on a match day live or not like you have Haland who's got a goal every 15 touches Vlaovic is a goal every 19 touches the difference is the guy touches the ball five times in a game. Mm-hmm. We have to have to get the best out of our players. This is something that Max takes heat for, especially when you think of Chiesa yeah. before his injury. Chiesa was almost non-existent. Yep. Definitely not the force he was coming off the year prior. Mm-hmm. Max has to start, well, for lack of a better word, Max needs to maximize what he gets out of his guys. Okay, so I'm done with Max. I need maximize. Let's so, go. Uh, when it, upcoming now, when Rabio's back, who's who? Like you're gonna play him and Locatelli together? Well, this is just it. Is because you have an issue there because I don't see Locatelli as being that offensive midfielder out of there. I don't see it. And it's not it's not going to be Rabiot either. No. So it's Meret. It's between, for me, I said that position is, if I had to put a depth chart to it, if mm-hmm. everybody was fit, it goes Pogba, Miretti, Fajoli. So then you're keeping Rabiot on the bench for Locatelli. Rabiot's on the right side whenever he plays. It's ball-winning midfielder. McKinney yeah. would have to play in that role, but McKinney's, yeah. For, for me, Locatelli... He could play in the right when you have one of those offensive guys and him and Paredes become the pivots. And you have your offensive guy. Locatelli can do enough defensively, but he should not be the one we rely on offensively, Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And McKinney shouldn't be either. I agree. And I was saying that before. That's why we got into this yesterday, before yesterday's match. exactly. Who's, like, I, I don't see it. I don't see who the offensive threats can be. It turned out that it didn't even matter who the offensive threat was because we couldn't even retain possession or even get by the press properly. So frustrating. But PSG. I think with the sorry, with the last last point, with yeah. the proper attacking midfielder, whether he wanted to rest Moretti for PSG, that's fine. But when you have someone like Fajoli with similar characteristics to Moretti, that would have been the good time to him him to start yesterday. Instead of McKenney. If it doesn't work, then you have McKenney off the bench. You still have Moretti came on anyway, so you could have played him anyway. Like, like where was the attacking creativity gonna come from? It it's not McKenney or Locatelli's game to do that. It, it yeah. like he was just grasping at straws playing this with the starting eleven. There's yeah. expect Di Maria to do everything. Bikram Jeet, Allegri just doesn't look like the Allegri who won five titles. He has lost. And I mean, I I guess that's kind of what I've been saying is the adjustments. That's the Mm -hmm. part that frustrates me most, lack of adjustments. But the positives are defensively, we are stout. Um, We are in the mix in Syria, okay? We haven't faltered like drastically like last season and have a huge gap to try and emerge from whatnot. Uh, When asked about Syria and the Scudetto and whatnot, and Max said, who knows who's going to run away with it? Uh, Maybe nobody will. He says, if a team goes on a run, then they can. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'll be us, whatnot. Well, we need to do a hell of a lot better against, you know, opponents like Sampdoria um, and, you know, getting draws like that. But for me, it's tough to tough pill to swallow yesterday's performance. 
PSG. Yeah. We're going to wrap things up talking about PSG. That's going to take place on Tuesday there. Okay. How do you feel going into this one? What do you think is going to go down in that one, Lucci? I don't know. It depends what team shows up. Depends what the starting 11 is like. Um, there's a lot of questions. A lot of question marks. I think... I still think we're going to lose, to be honest. I think it'll be a 2 nothing loss. Um, uh, 2-0 loss. I just don't see... I just don't see... Look, we might play a little better, don't get me wrong, because I don't think we can play any worse than we did yesterday. But I just... Yeah, I, I just I don't see a positive outcome. We're gonna see Vlaovic up there on uh, on an island for most of the game. We'll be lucky if he gets a couple shots on target. Uh, Quadrado, if he's playing right back, we're we're in trouble. Uh, Sandro looks like he's out, so that's don't worry about him. But then you got Bonucci, Bremer. I'm trying to predict Bonucci, Bremer, Di Cilio, and Danilo on the right. So you push Quadrado up, I guess, with him and Di Maria. Uh, I don't know. So New York Juventino, we'll either win one nil or get blown out. Anthony, one nil win. Book it. Whew. PSG will hurt us real bad. Mm. Um it's I don't think it's gonna be too bad, but I still think it's gonna be a loss. Yeah, B18 nice at least two goals difference in PSG's favor. Um it's it's gonna be it's going to be a tough one. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, yeah. I I think Juve against the better sides. I mean, we saw the one and only time we had a test in Serie A. We played very well against uh, Roma. There was still that drop-off. The problem is if you have that drop-off against PSG, it's going to be – it's going to be – it can be devastating. What? So it's one of those things. We know even if we – find a goal even if we get ahead that's almost the worst case mm-hmm. for Juve like it's almost like we need to like draw this one out and maybe score late so that when we shut things down at least it's late in the game like that's how it honestly feels with his Juve so it's it's going to be tough but this is the last thing you wanted to see in the match prior to PSG um an uninspired uh, unmotivated, flat performance. The other thing is that could be the ticket. And if they're put under fire and enough fire and they feel the heat from uh, the fan base and everything like that, maybe just maybe it's enough to actually spark them and light a fire under their ass. But there needs to be more from all involved management, coaching adjustments out of Allegri, everything like that. I do have faith that when they played the bigger teams, it'll be better and a better uh, outcome Can, in um, terms of max. Um, watch well, basically saying do Shanna Fiorentina, McKinney and Chiesa under Pirlo, Locatelli at Sassuolo, et cetera. Guys need to stop blaming players and take a serious look at Max Allegri. He's a coach and he should know how to coach the players. The players play their part as well and they mm-hmm. need to step it up and whatnot, but there's no doubt. Nobody's protecting max. Yeah. Max has to put it together ultimately. And we've been calling Max out for his lack of adjustments. Something that he is known for has been non-existent in terms of the players um, setting the standard. This is the problem I have too, is a match like yesterday and then not taking accountability for it, even if it's just an interview or whatnot, are the right things being said behind closed doors? 
I hope so. I hope so because that can't be acceptable. And whatever Max chooses to say to us, whatever in the public, whether it bothers us or not, is what it is. But behind closed doors, that message needs to come through because the the scary part about it is we see it consistently. Like this isn't a one-off. Yesterday isn't a one-off match. Mm-hmm. We see it every match, whether it's 25 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Yesterday was 65 minutes. You still see it yeah. consistently. It has to stop. That has to stop. It's up to everyone involved, the players and Max. Um, so I hope they get it together. Tuesday is going to be a hell of an interesting uh, match. We'll see what happens. Um, no matter what, no matter what, it's Fino Alavine, Forza Juve. I'm not going anywhere. We saw, I saw messages here in the live chat saying nobody is saying they're going to start supporting. Actually, there is a lot. There's a lot of that of going on in social media right now. And again, there's a lot of it. If you take a look around, I would have to expect that they're just the ties to the club aren't there. And who knows why certain people become fans. For me, it's not an option. For Lucci, it's not an option. We're with the team. Ride or die. Okay, we see what happens. Everybody's rooting for Max. This might have been a frustrating episode, okay, for people to listen to. And I know it sucks when we go through these games. Nobody wants to see what happened yesterday, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not like we're coming out here. We're criticizing Max, and we want him to fail, and we want another manager. It's like, I don't care. This is my whole thing. I don't care who the name associated with the club is. And that goes for the players and that goes for the coach. I don't care who the names are. I expect certain things out of this team. I expect us to fight. I expect us always to be competitive based on our resources, based on who we are, based on our history. And I don't care to sacrifice that no matter who's involved. So I don't care who the coach is. Okay, I backed sorry for God's sakes. I couldn't stand the guy and I backed him when he came to Juve and whatnot. I don't care about the names involved. I just expect them to bring a certain standard. Right now, we are below the standards we should have as a club, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it needs to pick up and it needs to change. We're pro Max. We need Max to sort it out because I honestly feel no change will happen during the season. No. Don't expect that. So, Max, figure it the fuck out. That's all I got to say. Lucci, how do you want to wrap this thing up? Uh, yeah, I think you nailed the you, – you hit the, the nail on the head. I, I, he's got to figure it out. I don't – like I said, as much as I'm not a fan of him right now, I don't see him going anywhere. So, I hope he can figure it out for everyone's sake. And – I don't want to hear anyone say the players are not smart. They're not competent. They're not capable. They're definitely capable. Let's put them in the right positions to succeed so the team can succeed. And we can go back to being a competitive team. We know we're capable of it. Now let's show it on the pitch. That's it. Exactly. It's time to put up or shut up. Let's go. We're capable of much more. And, you know, people want to make it pro Allegri, anti Allegri. I don't care who's involved. Have standards, set the standards, set the tone, pick it up. Players and coach, a lot of work to be done. Again, the positives, we're in the mix in Syria. I don't expect us to fall out of there, okay? We'll be in the mix for the whole ride. Champions League, 
Let's get out of that group. Let's get out of the group. We'll see what happens Tuesday. I'm going to bring you a daily update news video. Okay. Tomorrow, um, Tuesday, we're going to get right back into it with the match day live. Okay. And then uh, I might have another watch along for that champions league one. And if you think uh, I get fired up over these uh, Serie A games, wait for the champions league. We'll see what happens. Uh, but again, thank you all for your support. Like the video, okay, while you're here. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you all for the support. And congratulations to Abbas KT and uh, Tom Snipes 10 and Fayez Alfias, who all won a 22-23 Juventus kit of their choice. So the first three are given away, and there will be more giveaways this season, okay? So uh, it pays to be part of the AJC Army, all right? Share the content. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Thank you all for the support. Let's all go enjoy the rest of our weekends, and we will see what happens this week with Juventus, okay? Ciao tutti. As always, no matter what, no matter what, fino alla fine, forza Juventus, we ain't going anywhere, okay? Ciao tutti. Ciao.